When Leafpaw emerged into the clearing, she saw that Squirrelpaw had already dumped a rabbit at the mouth of Cinderpelt's den. Her sister gave it an admiring sniff and meowed, You might at least say I did well to catch it. She still sounded indignant, but she didn't meet Leafpaw's gaze when she spoke. You did, Leafpaw admitted. It's huge. Especially as you had such a disturbed night, she added more sharply. Squirrelpaw froze. Only her green eyes moved, flicking up to rest on her sister's face. Who said I did? I know you did. You were awake nearly all night. What was the matter? It was more than a short hunt. I know that. Squirrelpaw dropped her eyes to the ground. Oh, I, I ate a frog late in the evening, she muttered. It must have disagreed with me, that's all. Leafpaw unsheathed her claws and dug them into the rain-softened earth. Inwardly, she was fighting to stay calm. She knew that Squirrelpaw was lying to her, and part of her wanted to start wailing like a kit. You're my sister. You should trust me. and you're listening to Four Trees, a Warrior Cats community podcast. This week, I am joined by Alex Turner to discuss the book Midnight. Alex, how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Thank you. You're welcome. To, I, I can't tell if like your audio cut out there or if the answer to the question, <laughs> how are you doing, was yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. Okay, cool. I meant I, I meant I'm alright. <laughs> no, no, no. I think yeah works better. So, Alex, this is your first uh, book ever. Am I correct in assuming? Yeah, that? I've I've never read a Warrior Cats book before, or really many books. Full stop. If I had. To yeah, guess. before this, I didn't know how to read. That's really impressive. I'm really proud of you for uh, putting this yeah, in front too. of you. Can you tell me a little bit about your history with the Warrior Cats uh, series? Um, I didn't know what they were, and then you told me you made a podcast on them. And then I said I wanted to be on the podcast, and then I read this book, and now I'm confused. Did you read the book? I read like 80% of All it. All right, that's more of the book than I expected you to read. <laughs> Let's get into the synopsis of Midnight, if if we shall. So do you remember what happens in the in the beginning? Like, they gather around and elect some people for something, but I wasn't clear what the thing they were electing yeah, it, was it's, for. it's mysterious, Alex. That's like the point. They're, oh, okay. They're star Me not understanding cats. is going to be a recurring point, though, because <laughs> this book doesn't explain much. I'm, why should it? You, you read the original series, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the cats of Star Clan, learning of a new danger, convene to decide which four cats they are to send a message to, warning them of said danger in extremely vague terms. Um, and then we have this character called Brambleclaw, who was from the previous arc. He was Firestar's old apprentice and also the son oh, I didn't, of a murderer. I didn't pick up on that. Uh, they don't like talk about it very much, which is really no. weird. Because like Firestar is kind of the closest thing that Brambleclaw ever had to a real dad, aside from his other dad, Tigerstar, <laughs> who is a murderous fascist. I don't know if they mentioned that in the there book. There are cat Nazis? Up on oh, that. yeah, no, I do. I remember something about some dogs being brought in by his dad or something. Yes. I, I didn't really understand. His dad killed a bunch of like rabbits on ThunderClan territory and then left them as like a trap 
so that he could attract some wild dogs to come in and destroy ThunderClan. Of course. Uh, he is a, a cat fascist. And then, like, later on, he uh, becomes leader of ShadowClan, which is, you know, like, they're Slytherin, kind of. And yeah. uh, that's, that's super fun and cool, and everybody loves that. And um, then he gets destroyed by an outside threat, another outside threat that he lures into the forest, and uh, Firestar goes in and saves the day and he's just like big hero and stuff um but he's not the protagonist anymore so we don't care about him <laughs> uh now we've got Brambleclaw, and in Brambleclaw's dreams he encounters blue star who tells him that he must meet with three other cats at the new moon and listen to what midnight tells him he awakens to his daily life in thunder clan he goes and visits some new kits in the nursery but while he's there, he asked, he's, he's asked to look after Squirrelpaw, Firestar's irritating daughter, you know, and uh, Squirrelpaw is like a little bit of a smart aleck, and she does not respect Brambleclaw very much because she's like a ThunderClan princess, kind of. Um, and that evening, uh, Brambleclaw is like, man, I wish that the cat who talked to me in my dreams would have said something useful and not vague so that I wouldn't have to worry about whether or not it's true. Cause that is like basically what he does. He gets like a warning and then he, he doesn't do anything about it. He, he doesn't want to make it come true. I think is I what mean, I guess, but like, you think he says it's just a dream. Of course. It's, if that's their religion, which is another thing I didn't really pick up. Yes. On, but if that's their religion, then surely he'd understand that it was a warning. So Alex, you read 80% of this book without realizing that star clan was their religion. And like, it wasn't made clear. I thought it was just a clan that was, in that's their fair. It is kind of like at this point, it stops being very much of a religion and more of like a faction. Yeah, it felt that's what I thought because everything else is called something clan. yeah so it just, yeah brambleclaw ignores the prophetic warning because that's a smart idea um and then they go to the gathering which is this thing that happens every uh full moon at four trees um the big hollow in the center and uh leafpaw who's squirrelpaw's sister and cinderpelt's apprentice sits with feathertail uh graystripe's daughter graystripe being firestar's best friend and then he was also like a traitor for a little while because he wanted to live in river clan with his kits and then he came back to ThunderClan, and they were like, we forgive you for being a traitor, now you're the deputy. Um, but yeah, the, his, his children are fully grown now, and uh, it's Feathertail, and uh, she fills her in on some of the goss going around the clans. Uh, there are some new cats who are like born into a rogue, and one of them is training to be a medicine cat, which everybody's really upset about for some reason. Um, mm. Also, mm. Brambleclaw meets up with his sister, and she's like, I had the same dream as you. And so they secretly agreed to meet at Four Trees during the new moon. And they're like, all right, maybe if there are other cats, they'll also want to meet at the new moon. Because that is what the, 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 the dream told us to do. Um, and then go and look for Midnight. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't, they don't know that Midnight is a badger yet. That's like... No. They, yeah. They just, well, they just go off and search for whatever it is, don't they? Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't do that until Brambleclaw has like a second dream where he's at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's very scared of the beach. Uh, and then he <laughs> he wakes up. And so they, they meet the other cats, by the way. Um, Squirrelpaw continues to antagonize him. Um, and uh, they meet up with the other cats at Four Trees. And uh, also Stormtail, Stormfur and Feathertail are there. Uh, and Feathertail's like, I had the same dream. And Stormfur is like, I didn't, but I want to be with her. Um, my sister, by the way. Not, let's not confuse that for anything weird. Um, 
And Brambleclaw is jealous that they have each other because he's like sad about not really having his own sister either because he didn't get to grow up with her. Um, also, there's a new cat called Crowpaw who uh, is he's like a Wind Clan cat, but he's not related to everybody else, so he's just kind of there, and nobody really likes him very much. Um, but yeah, they agree to meet after the next gathering to discuss things further, and then uh, also, yeah, Brambleclaw has his beach dream, and he goes to Ravenpaw, who happens to be there. Ravenpaw, by the way, I don't know if you picked up on who Ravenpaw was, Alex, because that <laughs> might have been <laughs> might have been I, a little obscure. No, not really. So Ravenpaw, uh, you remember Brambleclaw's fascist dad, right? Yeah. So Ravenpaw was uh, Tigerstar's first apprentice in ThunderClan, but what happened was Ravenpaw saw Tigerstar kill another one of the cats before everybody knew that he was evil. And so uh, Tigerclaw was, Tiger, Tiger Star was like, all right, I got to kill Ravenpaw so he doesn't tell anybody. And then uh, Firestar and, uh, Fi yeah, Firestar and Graystripe basically put him in the witness protection program and they send him off to live on a farm. <laughs> um, and they don't, they tell everybody that Ravenpaw has secretly died. But then once, you know, the cat is out of the bag, uh, about Tiger Star being evil, they go back and talk to uh, Ravenpaw a whole bunch because he's like a friendly guy who's uh, off being gay on a farm. It's oh, delightful. Okay. But yeah, uh, Ravenpaw is there and uh, he has a chat with uh, Firestar about some stuff and uh, Bramble, <laughs> he's like, yeah, the beach is real. It's terrible. Uh, the sun drowns over there. And uh, Brambleclaw is like, oh, I'm so scared. Um, so Bramble Brambleclaw is like finally like okay maybe there's more to this than than I assumed. So he uh, meets with the other chosen <laughs> cats. He arranges a date for the four of them, and also Stormfur is there to uh, set off towards the sea. And then back in Thunderclan, Cinderpelt sees an omen about tiger and fire coming together to destroy the forest or something like that. Yeah. So she workshops it with Firestar, and through the power of genre savviness, uh, they decide to keep. Squirrel paw and Brambleclaw part because you know that always works. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't know what it means, though, do they? They don't. They think they think an actual tiger and an actual fire was going to destroy the forest. Yeah. Initially, which I don't understand because if his dad is called Tiger, whatever, mm -hmm. why would they not just assume he's alive somehow? Well, they did watch him die. I I mean, it's a book, though. <laughs> That's fair. No one's ever actually dead. That's fair. There is always cat hell, which. Uh... Exactly. I say exactly. I don't know. Is there? Yes, there is cat hell. Uh, oh, okay. It's, it's very cool. And it's basically the same as Star Clan, except for that instead of it being bright and full of stars, um, it's dark and that's it. Oh. So like there's, <laughs> it's not really a punishment. It's just a dark place. <laughs> but yeah, there's the, the fun uh, prophecy about tiger and fire and uh, Firestar is like, hmm, all right, let's keep my two children apart uh, so that they don't try to I don't know, destroy the forest or whatever. Uh, and yeah. then basically Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw get angry and so they go off and everybody's like, oh, I think they eloped. Uh, and Firestar is like, wait, the prophecy didn't like say that they were going to destroy the forest. It just said that the forest was in trouble and that they had something to do with it. So that was a little bit yeah. dumb of him. Uh, the prophecy cats have left now. They're staying the night in Barley's farm and they've embarked on their journey. They uh, encounter some trials, some troubles, and some tribulations. Um, Leafpaw finds herself attracted. Like, back in the clan, the medicine cat apprentice Leafpaw is like, oh my god, who's Mothwing? She's, like, hot. And everybody else in the clan is like, I don't like Mothwing because her mom was a rogue. 
and you know that means that if she's if she's she's not clanborn, so she can't be a medicine cat because otherwise she won't understand anything about Star Clan. Uh, which you know, the more I think about it, the more that might actually be good reasoning, considering how long it took for Alex to figure out that Star Clan was the, I'm, the I mean, cat heaven. I'm not actually in the universe, though. I'm just a human who That's read true. most of That's a book. That's true. Uh, so yeah, there's Mothwing, Leafpaw, and all the other medicine cats go to the Moonstone, which is like the big rock that they all go to to receive prophetic dreams from Star Clan. Yeah. Uh, Mothwing is. She becomes a real medicine cat. Uh, the prophecy cats learn how to get along a little bit better. Uh, and they all start to receive their own omens from Star Clan that indicate that they're going from the right way. Except for Kropaw, who is just not having a good time because he doesn't really <laughs> get along with everybody. Uh, the forest, they have a dream about tasting salty water. They do have, a, yeah. Is that's that a little like, bit later? That's the whole thing. Is that like, you know, Bramble... Is that going to the sea? Yeah, Brambleclaw is yeah. like, whoa... This water is so salty. And then uh, it, it happens to each one of them individually. And they're like, oh, it's a sign from Star Clan that says that we're going the right direction. <laughs> so, yeah, Leafpaw, uh, back in the clan, Leafpaw spends a lot of time worrying about her sister. Uh, the clan start to realize that, like, a bunch of cats have gone missing for no reason. Um, and uh, Leafpaw uses some of her sister telepathy powers to help them with the issues that they're encountering far afield, um, which they have, by the way, for some reason. Yeah, I... I, I have some questions about the <laughs> it's a very nature strange. of the magical powers of these cats. It's very strange. The prophecy cats encounter some dangers in the two-leg place that they're currently in. They meet an old cat called Purdy who offers them to, uh, who offers to take them to the sea. Uh, they run into rats, they run into dog, they don't find very much prey, but eventually, Crowpaw becomes so exhausted that he doesn't even bother with being a little brat anymore. And then <laughs> they find the two-leg place and they're all friends again. Um, they go on a little frolic in the forest. Uh, Squirrelpaw finds some medicine that she learned about thanks to her sister Telepathy. Um, and then they discover, finally, the beach. And Brambleclaw has his prophetic drowning uh, that he had been dreaming about <laughs> for so long. Uh, yeah, so yeah, after he's done drowning, he's rescued by Squirrelpaw. They find themselves in this cave that looks like it's surrounded by teeth. And then from the back of the cave, there's a badger coming out. And she's like, hey, what's up? My name is Midnight. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm Midnight. I can and talk. It's, it's not just talk to cats. You can, the Midnight can talk to multiple different animals. Can't yeah, you? it's like really weird. Uh, it's cool. <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's Midnight. She can talk. She's like, all right, clan cats. Uh, Star clan spoke to me. They were like, yeah, the two legs are going to destroy your home so that we can build the new inner space bypass and the cats all have to evacuate or else you're going to die. Uh, and then once they get back, they must meet and a dying warrior will show them the way. That's another prophecy they got to worry about. Yay. <laughs> the prophecy cats are dismayed, but they are brought comfort by knowing that they will all stay together and that Star Clan has chosen them. They decide to spend the night at Midnight's Den and set off back to the forest the next day. And then we get a, a scene back at the forest camp as like an epilogue, and it's uh, a bunch of monsters destroying and ripping up trees and stuff. And that is the end of the first book of the next series. How did you feel about that reading experience? I was very confused. I, th I think I've made that clear. Yeah. Um, but but also, I have some significant questions about the feasibility of the plot. <laughs> because I read... <laughs> 
<laughs> I read that it's meant to be set in the New Forest, which is mm-hmm. 566 kilometers squared. Yes. Um, which is really big. Cats can um, go a long distance. N- n- more that the entire New Forest is going to be destroyed for one road. Yes. Now, the New Forest is full of roads. <laughs> what are you talking already, about? No, it isn't. Including, I think, the M3? Yeah. And it has multiple towns inside. So I'm a little bit confused as to why they'd have to leave instead of just very slightly relocate. That's what I was wondering about. Because, like, the last book had, like, a bunch of... Or the Firestar's Quest had a lot of traveling stuff as well. And there were, like, forests that they encountered along the way. Like, Mm. it doesn't make sense that they would just, like, all right, this forest is dead, you know, can it? Um, Unless the forest was actually just a whole lot smaller than we thought it was, which very well could be the truth. But it is is specifically meant to be the new forest. It is based on the new forest. There are a lot of, um, like, topographical and geographical uh, falsities that put it very clearly not in the actual human physical new forest, but it was based on it. Like, for example, uh, in in the last book, there was a description. This was part of uh, our discussion, but it got uh, cut um, in in a previous episode. But there was a description of a peat smell coming from the Wind Clan border, which indicates that there would be peat there, or at least peat nearby. Which I think uh, there is. The new forest. Would the new forest have it? Because that's like for the most part. Yeah, it's quite. It's no, it's quite. It's quite boggy. Some areas of it. Okay. The new forest has really big areas of wide open, um, like marshland. It has huge lakes in that people say a lot and stuff. It's really Mm -hmm. big. Now the reason I'm confused about that is that the new forest is a conservation area, like really, really conservation area, because it's been the new forest since 1079. Yeah. So I was a bit confused as to how they could, (laughs) how how conceivably it would be destroyed. I think. so the, the next part of the arcs presumably takes place in uh, an area based off of the Scottish Highlands. So, so they're, they're relocating from the New Forest <laughs> to the Scottish Highlands. Yes, they're traveling across the entirety of England and taking all... That is 800 miles. 100 cats with them. It's ridiculous. I think that, um, like, it, feasibly, if we were to put it into actual... I don't know, if we were to say this, this physically happened in the real world, which might be a bit of a stretch... But I would say that it, while it might have been based on the New Forest, uh, the actual clans would have happened like elsewhere, still in the Scottish Highlands, just in a different part, maybe a smaller forest in between a, it a could, few villages. It could reasonably be like Sherwood and Nottingham. That's at least half the way there. Yeah, that's a big forest. Something like that. I mean, I mean, like here's the 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 cats in these books don't really travel and work like real cats do i always like to imagine that this is kind of like i don't know this book is is these these are chronicles of a species in early sapience uh and how they would interact with the world like ours like Hmm. obviously i don't think that's that's what they intended but that's like how i kind of like to interpret it sometimes (laughs) and these cats i would say like the, the the biggest thing that they have learned is uh, the power of, of language, mm. um, the fact that these cats, and, and like organization and communication. Uh, in the real world, cats are very solitary critters. Um, some of them do have absolutely enormous uh, roving ranges. You can look at studies where people have been like geotagging uh, stray cats and stuff. Mm. And generally, like some of them will like have, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, I never know how to pronounce the word hectares, hectares. Like acres, hectares, hectares. Okay, yeah. yeah. Or hectares. Some cats will have like absolutely ridiculously uh, long ranges that they will travel within. 
Um, and really the only constricting thing is that most, for the most part, they will be centered around human buildings because they are, whether yeah. they like it or not, domesticated. Yeah. So where I, where I used to live in Norfolk, um, I lived on a farm and it was like 40 by 40 miles. This farm it was really big. Mm -hmm. And it, we had loads of a really big uh, clan of stray cats who lived in one of the barns um, and they'd go all over the estate. So that's, I mean, that's not that big, but it's, yeah, 40 Did miles. Did they get along very not well? Not with my cats. Oh, but they all live together. That's nicer then. Mm. If you had and then to, they were all shot. If you had to choose a, a warrior cat's name for, for them, or maybe, okay, let's say Alex. What yep. what warrior cat name do you think that you oh, would have? Um, piss Whiskey. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you want, I can like find, you, you can read some suggestions off of Yahoo Answers. Okay, I assumed that it was just, two words put together because that really seems like what it is well i think there's a one of them is usually vaguely cat cat related mm -hmm. so that's what piss because cats piss cats do and then piss, whiskey you are correct i don't yeah, think so that whiskey. cats would have a conception of whiskey oh. like that i think that's part of that's part of it is that it has to be something that cats would have a conception of so like you wouldn't be able to call a cat old deuteronomy because cats have never read the bible um and if you wanted to <laughs> name a cat the magical Mr. Mistopheles, you would run into a few other issues because cats have not read the Bible and they wouldn't know who Mephistopheles yeah. is. All the play yeah. cats. Or like with Skimbleshanks, the railway cat, you wouldn't be able to... Skimble, I think, is a word that would mean to like... It's like it refers to clumsiness, oh. but cats don't have a conception of knives, so I don't think that you would be able to say like shanks. You might be able to be like Skimble Strike or Skimble Claw or something like that, but not Skimble okay. Shank. That's okay, I, I didn't want to be. So with, um, with those guidelines in mind, what do you think your, your warrior's cat's name would be? Um, pushing things off the edge of stuff. <laughs> Whisk piss. <laughs> Whisk piss. <laughs> All right, we'll workshop that later. <laughs> what clan do you think you would be in? Do you think you'd have a clan out of the ones displayed oh, here? Um, I think I'd, I'd, I'd be in one of them. Yeah. Um, who do you That's, identify with I the can, most? I can only remember Shadow Clan and, and uh, Thunder Clan. Oh yeah, that's oh River Clan and uh, Wind Clan. Is the other yes, clan. so they're the cats that can run fast or get wet. Um, that's their I'd, special thing. I like thing. River Clan. All right, so yeah. pushing things off of the edge, piss whisker uh, of River Clan. Yep. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great cat name. I'm glad we've worked that out. So, what are the <laughs> questions that you have in regards to the uh, the, the magic of this world? Because you have uh, been you've expressed discontent. Yeah. Why are the cats it? magic? It's clearly meant to be set in the real world, like just from the cat's perspective. Mm -hmm. Which is another thing I didn't realize. I thought it was some fantasy world. No, this isn't uh, Redwall. Previously, so why are they magic? Cats aren't magic. I'm like pretty sure. I think um, by this point, so like they, they, there were some magic aspects of the first arc, but there was always yeah. to some extent like a plausible deniability that like it wasn't, it was just the cats hallucinating um, or that, you know, it was uh, to some extent like an extension of their belief that they could, you know, do these things and have these powers and dreams. Um, right. But in yeah, by by this point, they do kind of just throw it out the window and say, "All right, Star Clan is real. How 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 wacky can we get?" <laughs> so so basically, like it starts off uh, pretty organically in these books with the idea that like a leader has nine lives, like because it's oh, like, actually nine lives. Yes, and that's like the the thing. Every cat has okay. regular amounts of lives, except for the leaders, 
uh, because when a cat is appointed leader of a clan, they are met by Star Clan, and uh, those cats given some extra lives. Yeah, basically, they're approached by eight cats that were close to them in their uh, life, and they will grant them uh, nine oh. lives of their own. And there was always like a, a, a slight sense of dubiousness over whether that was true, because uh, when it first, in some cases, the nine lives thing didn't work out, oh. and some cats would just like die prematurely from sickness, or uh, in one case, one of them had all nine of his lives ripped out of him from a particularly nasty cut, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the fascist. Uh, that was the fascist That's cat. The, the opposite of plot armor. Yeah. I mean, I kind of loved it within the context of that book, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, so that was that was where it started, and then it kind of snowballed from there. So like uh, in in the books in between this, uh, there there were always going to be prophetic dreams. Like that was always a thing. Okay, but what um, about like and Firestar had his ghost wife? Like in the, yeah, just in the prologue, I was immediately confused as to how they were creating images in water. I think that's just like a part of heaven, you know. So <laughs> that's going to have to be a thing that you accept within these books, that heaven is a real thing, and it is only real for cats. Were the cats in heaven? I thought the cats in the prologue were So they were, were Star Clan life. cats in heaven. I didn't And they were discussing amongst themselves in Star Clan. I swear it said that there were different cats. Yeah, yeah. They, so they were different. Like different clans of cats. Yes, yeah, so like in life they were different from different clans. So like the cats Oh, that... that's very... That's... That's not helpful. <laughs> Look, you would have understood it if you read any of the prior books, Alex. <laughs> but yeah, the the there's Blue Star, who used to be the leader of uh, Thunder Clan before Fire Star was the leader, uh, and there was Oakheart, who was the deputy of River Clan, and Night Star, who was uh, the leader of Shadow Clan. But he wasn't really the leader because of some other shenanigans. Um, <laughs> and then Deadfoot, who was the deputy of Wind Clan, and they were. In life, they were of these separate ilks, and then they were joined together in Star Clan. But for some reason, um, a lot of the cats in Star Clan are still like really uppity about clan loyalty and stuff. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Because yeah, why, why would you, would you care? Be? I, that that confuses me as well. I think that's a very oh good. That's, it's, I'm glad. It's just a little bit stupid. Um, I also find it interesting. That, like the Star Clan cats all talk very differently from the regular cats. Like even yeah, like the regular cats could just be like having their regular conversations and stuff, where they're like Mothwing, it's good to see you. Um, but then like as soon as they die, they're they they immediately transcend into this other like linguistic code, where they're like, oh, wing of moth, it brings me great pleasure to see you before my eyes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I guess it makes yeah. sense that like the leaders in Star Clan have like a, a certain ceremonious way of talking, um, but it, it just makes me wonder if like the the Star Clan cats ever talk to each other normally, or if they only like put on that voice whenever they're talking to the cats that are still like alive, so that they can. It's odd because it, it really reminded me of um, of Black Panther. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the the way the afterlife works. See, well, now I understand. Black that. Panther is a valid warrior cat name, by the way. <laughs> Um, I like I like push things off the edge of piss whisker. <laughs> yeah, push things off the edge of piss whisker is a very good name. Nobody's nobody's <laughs> arguing with that. Talking of like language, I think the it is interesting that the the whole like fact that Midnight knows how to talk to cats and false foxes and rabbits. Was it rabbits? It's I like, thought it was something. I thought it was. I've got the the screenshot here. It says, "I have traveled oh, okay. far and many tongues have learned." Midnight told him, "Tongues of other cats who speak not same as you." Of fox and rabbit also. She grunted. They speak not of interest. Fox talk is all of kill. Rabbit has thistle down for brain. Which 
got me wondering. I don't think that many people who would she she doesn't know how to conjugate her sentences properly, but she knows the <laughs> word thistle down. I've just like, read. I just clicked on her like her profile page on mm-hmm. on the wiki. She's been alive since the beginning of time. <laughs> <laughs> what? Midnight is a mysterious ancient badger that has been alive since the beginning of time. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I guess that explains a lot about the things that she knows. It interested me when she said that like she understood the maybe that's how the American badgers Oh got no no, to she, she specified UK. to be a a European badger. She specified to be a European. Okay, so take that. Yeah, it says she's Melus Melus, which is European. Well, I was I was thinking about these badgers, and mm-hmm. I did look it up. And badgers can be aggressive towards everything. Yes. Uh, if you if they have cubs. Oh. Even European badgers. All right. But but usually yeah they run around like puppies. So. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll pass that it along depends. to Clayton. Maybe we can get like a, a a summit meeting at some point to discuss the. Uh, Hold on, I think there was just a stabbing outside. That's interesting. Alright, and that is going to do it for this week's episode of Fortress. Um, in case any of you guys were worried, I did check up on the guy who got stabbed outside of the studio. Turns out, it wasn't actually a stabbing, he just got bitten by a radioactive knife. They took him to the hospital, now he has uh, superpowers, all the powers of a knife. It's a little bit confusing, conceptually speaking, and uh, honestly terrifying on like a personal level. But I don't want to do anything about it, because I'm not like a, you know, that kind of criminal. Um... <laughs> I prefer other kinds of crimes, uh, which are the kinds that Knife Man cannot legally persecute me for. So that's good. Um, but if you are in Bristol and you do want to commit crimes, I would advise looking out for Knife Man, because that guy, he's going to mess you up. It's, it's, it's whack. Um, but yes, back to the Four Trees. Uh, this has been this week's episode of Four Trees. Before I go, I would like to say a few things. Um, for starters, I would like to take this opportunity to talk about a new Discord server that opened up. It's very relevant to my interests, and it might be relevant to yours as well. Um, it's called Warriors 3D. It is a Discord server that is dedicated to discussing and modeling and animating characters and OCs from the Warrior Cat series in 3D. Uh, they have an active community working in plenty of 3D programs, from Blender to ZBrush to Maya, and all are welcome regardless of experience or lack thereof. Um, I am there personally, so if you want to take an opportunity to tell me how bad you think my podcast is, then that would be the place to do it. Uh, And while you're there, you can also learn a lot of really cool stuff about 3D programs. I would know I'm there and I'm learning a lot, uh, which is really fun. Um, I'd also like to, I'll drop a link in the description of wherever you are watching slash listening to this podcast. Um, and, uh, the other thing I'd like to talk about is, uh, there was some, a a video released recently by popular YouTuber Moon Kitty, uh, Moon Kitty spelled with like two eyes, um, not, not like where the, whatever you, I'm sure you'll be able to find her. Um, that was all about, uh, a character in this book called Brambleclaw. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, it's, I, we did not. So this episode was recorded before that video came out, I would first of all like to say. And second of all, we don't end up talking about any of the content in that video because it hadn't come out by the time we recorded this. Um, Four Trees is released with a little bit of a backlog so that I can focus on, you know, my job and stuff. So 
what usually will end up happening is uh, we won't be able to talk about the events that are happening concurrently within the Warrior Cats fan base, uh, clandom, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's just a reality of it, uh, unless we start doing episodes more frequently, which probably won't be facilitated unless I can somehow find a way to make this my living, which I don't particularly, uh, want to do, um, then, yeah, that, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to talk about it. I haven't watched the video still, and I will not watch it because it contains spoilers for stuff that is happening way down the line. But, you know, I have friends and mutuals who uh, either don't care about spoilers or uh, have already gotten there, and they, I, 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 I get the gist of it. Um, so it is the kind of thing that we'll be looking out for, and actually by coincidence and providence, uh, it turns out me and Alex did end up talking about uh, one of the topics in that video uh, in the next episode, and I can promise that in future, ver uh, future books and stuff, we will be keeping an eye out for uh, breadcrumbs of this uh, abusive relationship between uh, Squirrel Flight and Bramble Claw, and make a decision for ourselves as to how that uh, actually does shake out. Because while I do trust uh, Moon Kitty's literary analysis skills, I think she's very funny, um, and she brings up a lot of good points about this series that I wouldn't have been able to think about myself. Uh, I also want to read it to, for myself and come up with my own conclusions. Um, and I'm not at a point now where I can say definitively, you know, she's full of something. But I, I, I honestly believe that she's probably right about it. I just, you know, don't want to be a mouthpiece regurgitating somebody else's opinion. Um, because this is Four Trees, it's my podcast, and I get to choose the bad takes. Um, but yeah, so we'll talk about the Moon Kitty stuff, and we'll talk about the Bramble Flaw relationship uh, as the relationship develops, and I guess we, we're put in a very fortuitous uh, position where we can watch it develop and uh, keep an eye out for these warning signs as they occur, which is pretty good, um, actually. I would, I would prefer to be in that position than to be like looking back and realizing, wow, did I not notice that? Because I feel like that's a position that I'm going to be in when people start doing more literary discussion on these books like I'm not the smartest person I'm not the best literary critic in the world and there's probably stuff that I've missed because uh, if this episode has made anything clear uh, and this interview in general has made anything clear there is so much happening in these books that I take for granted right like there is a you know the, the whole concept of star clan I was like oh yeah it's star clan obvious but Alex you know he didn't get that it was like an ancestor worship and they still had ties to their old clans and stuff so yeah, whatever. This is getting a bit long, so I'll do the outro now. Just remember, uh, this is a two-part episode, so we will continue this discussion next week, and it will be the same discussion, uh, and we will have other things to say, and they will be funny, and Alex is a great guest, my closest friend in the entire world. So please tune into that uh, if you enjoyed this episode, and yeah, uh, have, a, have a wonderful day. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to Four Trees, our Warrior Cats community podcast. I've been your host, Spencer Grant. I'd like to thank our guest, Alex, for joining us for the last little while. You have been a pleasure to have. Four Trees is recorded live in front of a studio audience at Druid's Hollow Studios here in Bristol. Our theme was composed and performed by Spencer Chopin Grant and mixed by, hey, would you look at that, Alex Turner. Our graphics and 3D assets were designed by Spencer Diablo Grant, and our editor is Spencer Pagliacci Grant. Uh, the Warrior Cat series is written by Aaron Hunter and distributed by HarperCollins. Please support the official release. 
You can find us at the web at spencergrant.co.uk slash fortrees or at anchor.fm slash fortrees. Or you can find our YouTube channels with auto-generated subtitles and audio visualizations on my YouTube upload, Spencer Grant. And again, our podcast is available and will continue to be available on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, and generally wherever you get your podcasts. Again, I have been Spencer. You have been beautiful. Bye!